Welcome to Building Charleston, a podcast where we shine a bright light on the dynamic companies changing the landscape of Charleston, South Carolina. My name is Matt Chapdelaine, and as your host each week, I'll be bringing you the most interesting business owners in the Lowcountry. We'll explore how they got to where they are, what they're working on, and what their vision is for the future of Charleston. Thank you for being here. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. This episode of Building Charleston is brought to you by Lane Commercial Real Estate, the Low Country's premier commercial real estate brokerage firm focused on Charleston's office, retail, and industrial tenants. If you're responsible for your company's real estate needs and your company is expanding, looking to open a new location, or opening the first location in the Charleston area, give Lane Commercial Real Estate a call at 843-508-3038 or go to the website at www.lanecre.com. That's L-A-I-N-E-C-R-E.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Building Charleston podcast, the podcast where we take a moment each week to meet the leaders who are changing the landscape of Charleston, South Carolina. My name is Matt Chapdelaine. I'm the host of Building Charleston and the broker in charge at Lane Commercial Real Estate, the Lowcountry's premier commercial real estate company representing Charleston's office, industrial, and retail tenants with their commercial leases. We're recording this podcast on September 17th, 2019, and we're recording from the offices at Shift HR celebrating their 10-year anniversary of being open here in Charleston, South Carolina. So business isn't easy. Anyone who's tried it can attest to that. If you have built a business on your own, I'm sure you've heard the comments of those who haven't tried it who say, boy, you're so lucky that you get to work whenever you want and you struggle to control that frustration, the lack of understanding of what goes into running a business and what that means. My grandfather, who ran his own business, told my father, who ran his own business, the beauty of running your own company means you get to pick any 18 hours a day that you work. In short, there's rarely anything easy about running your business. Today, we're going to learn from two individuals about their challenges and their successes. Our first guest is Melissa Barker from the Show and Tell Company and the founder of the Women Entrepreneurs of Charleston Network here in Charleston. Our second guest is Pat Erdley from Shift HR, an HR outsourcing company for small and growing companies based here in the Charleston area. Melissa and Pat, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Thanks for, for being here. You both have uh, some really unique stories, and I'm excited to learn a lot more about that, as I'm sure the listeners are too. But just as excited, I'm excited to hear about the Women Entrepreneur of Charleston Network and how it brought the two of you together uh, and all the value that it's creating and bringing to the women entrepreneurs across the low country. So Melissa, let's start with you. You have a familiar story to some of our listeners who have moved here. They fell in love with Charleston. Tell us about how you got to Charleston. Sure. So I was in Atlanta working at the Coca-Cola company. I had been in corporate for about 10 years and um, my whole world changed when my son was born. All of a sudden at the top of my list was rushing home to change diapers and read nursery books as opposed to climbing the ladder and becoming the CMO that I thought I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Add on top of that, Atlanta traffic was just becoming unbearable. So 
made the move, as you mentioned, like most people have, really just because of Charleston. Okay. I didn't have a job planned or really anything planned. I just knew I wanted a lifestyle change, and Charleston looked like it. Okay. And then you had that sobering reality of you moved to Charleston. Maybe that corporate job isn't quite there anymore, but you, you know, you have uh, we all have life demands and whatnot. What was the motivation to start Show and Tell? Sure. It was really out of necessity. I was interviewing all around town and didn't realize that I was looking at about a $30,000 pay cut, mm -hmm. even for some of the director level positions. That's just the reality of the market between Atlanta and Charleston or, or a bigger market and a smaller one. So I said, well, what the heck? I've been doing marketing my entire career. I majored in it at the University of Georgia, the dogs. Um, so what can it hurt? I'll just freelance for a little while. Mm -hmm. I'll build some websites, do some email campaigns, all the stuff that I know. So I did that and woke up about eight months later and had a bona fide business, wow. about eight clients. And um, yeah, it was really busy. Good. So you uh, you got to experience success right out of the block. You got to you know meet your life goals. But I think you know we talked a little bit about before this. Outwardly, you were doing quite well. Were you feeling like a success on on the inside too? Absolutely not. Okay. Um, to be honest, my already troubled marriage was getting worse through the stress. Finances were really tough because of late you know clients paying things late and um, just constant cash flow issues. I realized really quickly that while I was a really good marketer mm -hmm. and in fact have worked for some of the most valuable brands in the world, I was a pretty terrible entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I didn't really know a whole lot about what it meant to run a business. So like you talked about earlier, I kind of had this kind of rosy lens going into it. If I can just leverage my expertise, everything will be okay. But I learned that there's so much more to being a successful entrepreneur than just being an expert in one area. Okay. We're going to dive into some of the challenges too, but overall, do you feel like uh, running a business is, is what you expected or do you wish someone had kind of said, hey, uh, here are some of the pitfalls you're going to run to along the way? <laughs> yeah, I absolutely wish that the narrative around entrepreneurship would change, especially for women. I think the success stories, the overnight success stories and the glamorization of the be your own boss and all these things... I would never want to turn someone away from starting their own business, but I also don't drive in my car and not wear my seatbelt, right? Mm -hmm. Or jump out of an airplane without a parachute. I think the idea is, right, get access to the right people and tools and knowledge as early as possible to give yourself the best chance of success possible. Okay. And I going to take a leap here. That's probably where the women's entrepreneurs of Charleston got started. You got it. So okay. I was rounding the corner of year one of my marketing business and started to have this realization, hey, if I don't figure out how to become a better business owner, I'm going to be closing my doors. So the only thing I could think to do, right, was read business books, sit through endless webinars. I was reaching out to all of the business owners in town to be like, hey, we meet me for coffee. Can you give me some advice? I was joining all of the groups around town, which, by the way, is hard because as a mother, most of these groups were happening at that happy hour time, and they were heavily involved around alcohol and kind of this after hours scene, which was very tough for me. So I finally just said, man, if I just knew another path, like if I could put all of the women that are in this city running businesses together, not to network, not to try and sell each other, but really in the sense of, hey, I'm a marketer, you're an HR expert, like how can we help one another? And how can you build the dream team that you could never afford? Okay. Tell me a little bit more about that because 
in Charleston, it's a it's an area where there's a lot of people moving to town, and it really fosters, I think, a great networking community where we're all helping to drive probably the revenue piece of our business. Um, how is Women Entrepreneurs Network different in that it's not so much a, a sales and business development piece, but it's a uh, quality of operations resource. Is that, yeah, is that fair yeah. to say? So it's really around, I would say, education and then getting connected to the right people. I mean, here's the deal. Charleston, we are so lucky because we have so many great resources. We have so many great entrepreneurial resources, especially. I did see a gap, right, especially for women to have a group that was get in, get the knowledge, get out, mm -hmm. right? There was plenty of like fireside chat organizations. There was a lot of networking organizations, things like that. This one gap that I found was really around how do you mine for your gaps, fill them, and then get on with your life. So that's really, the, everything that we have done is really based on that and really serving the woman entrepreneur where she is and facing the realities of our life and how busy we are. Could I of course. chime in on that? Go. I will say, like, you know, I've had my business for 10 years, so I've been in that scene, like, oh, let me go to another networking thing. Let me pass out my business card again. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, the women's groups that I've seen in the area, they were great for the purpose of a social outlet. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, we're business owners and we're hanging out. But it wasn't really learning. It wasn't really tactical things that you could apply in your business to grow your business. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is... The difference with Women Entrepreneurs of Charleston versus lots of other women's groups that I've been involved in, and, and I know it because I've been members. Okay. So. <laughs> Pat, for, for the audience who's listening here, why don't we why don't we take a minute and transition a little bit? Tell us a little sure. bit about because um, I think you have a similar story to Melissa mm -hmm. moved here, had to uh, kind of innovate on the fly to keep this quality of life. Mm -hmm. Tell us, I, I think uh, first, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story and how you got here, and then if you wouldn't mind uh, piggybacking on that and tell us a little bit about Shift HR. Sure. So I'm Pat Erdley, and um, what I do is human resources, and I've done HR for. 20 years. So that means that I probably started when I was like five. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, <laughs> so I've had the opportunity to work in a lot of different industries for human resources. And in 2009, everybody knows 2009 kind of sucked, right? Mm -hmm. Like the market if, tanked. If you don't have a story from 2009, yeah. then you were, yeah. you yeah, were, you were living <laughs> under a rock. Yes. So, um, so in 2009, my position ended and I actually moved here from Virginia. My position was created for me. So it wasn't a total shock that that ended but by that time I liked it here I'd already lived here for you know a few years almost four years and I was like eh, I kind of like it now you know I talked it over with my husband and he's like well why don't you just do your own thing like you you said you wanted to and I said oh my god I talk so much and that's <laughs> what you heard and he was like well you have a severance you have your insurance for a little while like just try it so 10 years later here we are Okay. So, and tell us about Shift HR. What does Shift HR do? So Charleston is like the small business mecca, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a small business. There's 10 on every corner. What I realized is they don't really have a lot of direction, right? Like everybody has a dream and they kind of go and they run in and they're like, yeah. And then they get in and they're like, wait a minute. I would do what? I have to <laughs> hire them? What's the paperwork I have to fill out? Wait a minute. I want to terminate them. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like I'm mm -hmm. mad at them. I'm done. Wait, I have to like go through a process for that? So small business owners really didn't know like how to deal with people. I mean, you didn't get into your thing to manage people. That's mm -hmm. not what small mm -hmm. business owners do. It's nobody's dream. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's not, you don't wake up in the morning and say, I'm ready to manage. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so that's what Shift HR does. Like okay. We just go in and we are your outsource HR and we come in and help you with onboarding, uh, disciplinary action. It could be, um, building your team, uh, whether that's like, you know, creating like a kind of like their career path. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of small businesses, they only have so many employees. So it's like, how do you add value to their roles? Um, so we come in and help you do that. Sometimes it's disciplinary action, as I said, and sometimes it's termination. So we kind of help you through every aspect of having a person. Okay. So you've been in business for 10 years and we're going to, we're going to keep bringing that up because it's it's such a, (laughs) it's such a huge accomplishment. In fact, I looked this up beforehand, 96% of companies fail by their 10th year. So the fact that you're, I mean, you're in rarefied air. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, but you're in business for six years, you, you know, you survived, uh, for the first six yeah. years, but then you've, you know, for the last four years, it sounds like you've been a part of the Women's Entrepreneurs of uh, Charleston. How has that group helped you grow? I think that, you know, kind of what I said about the difference and, you know, actually having like tactical things that you can go and put into your business and actually grow and benefit your business and, and make it stronger from an infrastructure uh, standpoint. I also think that it's a great network of women. I think one thing that Melissa has done very well is really lifted the women in the group and not, well, you have to come through me and all, all the marketing is only my marketing and you can attend my stuff and pay for it. No, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I think that she realized that because there are women entrepreneurs out there that still do that. Mm-hmm. And um, she realized that that's not really creating a community. And I think that that's the difference. Women Entrepreneurs of Charleston is a community of women that help each other out there was someone that posted on our private Facebook page the other day that several women business owners had gotten together with this other lady to help her build her website. That just doesn't happen. It mm-hmm. doesn't. So I think that having those types of people around you to help you out and, you know, just show you the stuff you don't know because you don't know everything. None of us do. That's a benefit. It's a true benefit. I'm That's really great. glad you called that out. If you don't mind jumping <laughs> sure. in. Because I think that is a, a big difference in, you know, a lot of the groups that you get into, it's about your people, your marketing, and your events. People are always really surprised when I say, yeah, are you attending an outside event? Like, post it in our members group. Like, Pat just had, was a, a luncheon? A small business A small business forum. forum. Yeah. I'm like, Pat, post that in our group. Like, yeah. we want to be the conduit for if you're a member and you're doing something great or you're, if you want to promote your business, like, bring it to us first. Because mm-hmm. now you've got 200 women, right? that can share your post, attend your event, refer to friends. Like that is what we're trying to create a, a true community. Yes, we host our own events. We hope you come. They're mm-hmm. designed for you, but we also want to attend what's going on outside of the community. Right. Okay. So if I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, boy, you know, I'm, maybe there's some listeners who are just getting started and the women's entrepreneurs of Charleston appeals to them or they're like, Hey, listen, I'm at 10 years or whatever. How do you two interact within the group? Are you mentors? Are you students? Are you both? How, how do you operate within, <laughs> within the group? If you're you know, at different stages of your career? Yeah. Well, first of all, Matt, you don't qualify because you're not a girl. <laughs> Second. That's true. That's our one hard pass rule. That's right. <laughs> It, it takes a lot to shut me up, but congratulations, you, you, you've done it. I just, got, I got my, I have nothing to say. Keep, keep going. I think that it's a little bit of both, right? I mean, I don't know if you yeah. agree with that, but I know that we just had a speaker, and she from, is she from upstate Columbia, yeah, Janice, mm-hmm. yeah. Janice, mm-hmm. yeah. Her whole talk was about like finding who you are and like totally stepping into it. 
and like being who you are and like being sure of that. And like, how do you move forward and how do you do business well Mm -hmm. once you, you have stepped into your identity? I think I'll always be a student of that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think that there are so many different, gosh, talents, skills, abilities among our membership that I'll always be a student. I think there's times when people say something like, well, I want to hire somebody. How do I do it? And I'm like, come talk to me, (laughs) you know, but (laughs) okay. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's a it's giving game, right? And that's why I should say, outside of being a woman, the only other criteria is you have to be at least a partial business owner, right? Like if you're on the fence, you're not ready for us yet because then you're going to come into the group and you're just going to get, right? Like you're just going to gain. Mm-hmm. You have to have at least taken the plunge, right? Opened your LLC or whatever so that you can also have a give back, right? And so you can be involved to answer questions as well as like get your own needs met. Okay. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to say is like um, Melissa like put a directory on the site, so you would put like what what your core competencies are. So then, if I here's a good example, I hate bookkeeping, hate it. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't understand like, okay, do I have to file quarterlies? Maybe I would go to the website, look at the directory, and see where someone's core competency was finance. You know, and then I could contact that woman and say like, hey, help me out because like I think I'm supposed to do this, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, you've both been very successful in your own, in your own right, four years in business, uh, 10 years in business. What's what's your secret to success if, if you had to give one? Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know if there's a secret. I think probably what Pat just said, like remaining a student, it mm-hmm. would be really easy for me to be like, well, you know, I used to work on the global design team at the Coca-Cola company and marketed for Fanta and Minute Maid and all that stuff. It's like, well, that's great. There's always a better marketer than you. Mm-hmm. Right? And if you stop learning, that's when stuff gets really hard. And I think yeah. that's actually kind of where I had gotten in year one, that I was so busy servicing my clients that there was no personal or professional development going on with me. And so everything just got harder and harder. And I got more and more behind the curve, not only in running my business, but probably in marketing too, right? Because I wasn't I wasn't continuing to develop my own skills because I was just building and doing and, you know, fulfilling all the orders on the table. So I would say to any woman, like, do not be so vain as to try and go it alone. Like, Mm -hmm. get what you want of entrepreneurship, which is personal fulfillment, financial stability, time freedom. But get in a group like ours or find something similar so that you have a network when shit gets hard. Okay. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I think do it scared. You know, I think I told you we had talked uh, earlier and I said that we were going to be introducing this online product for people who wanted to do their HR. So this is kind of a done with you type of HR where it's all online. The person would subscribe to this HR portal. And if they had questions or concerns, need to know how to write a book or a handbook or a policy, something like that, they could do all of that in this portal. Well, that's new territory for me. I mean, I'm the face-to-face girl, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so doing all this online and figuring out where my customer is, like, that's scary. So I think you always have to be willing to do it scared. Okay, good advice. One other piece of advice is I'm sure there's uh, maybe an entrepreneur out there who's listening to this and they're going through their their tough time and to kind of bring this back to my introduction, I'm sure over the course of, you know, many years combined here that there's been the, the tough time. Is there a trick or what, what kind of gets you through the, the tough times of, of being an entrepreneur and, and owning your own business? Well, I'm going to speak from a woman's perspective. So you got to have your girls, right? Mm-hmm. Like you got to have the people that you can call and be like, 
today sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I just need like just to vent, you Mm -hmm. know? So that's what I think. I need I think you need your community. You need your people that you can like, just call. I agree with that. Every time I walk into one of our events and I'm surrounded by 49 other women that took their income in their own hands, I'm like, okay, I'm not crazy. (laughs) If they can do it, like I can do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was going to, when I was starting shift HR and, um, I was talking to somebody and I said, yeah, I think like, you know, now they call it fractional. So Mm -hmm. you hear fractional CFO, fractional HR. So people know what that is. But 10 years ago, people didn't know what that was. And they were like, HR consulting, like, what is, is it payroll? Is it benefits? I mean, what Mm -hmm. is it? You know, and people kind of were like, "Eh, we'll see, Pat, we'll (laughs) see how you do, honey. Go ahead and try. Yeah. You know, so. It's scary. Yeah, you get, you get beat up when you leave <laughs> your face and you and you you start something new that no one's done before. But yeah. it sounds like you're doing well as a result of it. This is kind of the, the part of the show where I, I begin the wrap up phase and, and I and I ask all my guests, you know, if you wouldn't mind, you, you're you're very much involved in the business community here in Charleston. You have a unique perspective on what's going on. If you wouldn't mind sharing with the listeners what your vision is for the city of Charleston as uh, as it continues to grow. I could borrow from John Osborne at the Harbor Entrepreneur Center. He said. What if Charleston became known for women entrepreneurs? Like right now, there's no like city or state in the nation that's like, hey, if you're a woman entrepreneur, right? Like this is the place to be because you're going to be supported and developed. Why couldn't Charleston be that? Why couldn't the state of South Carolina be that? It's great. Yeah, that's really good. I'm going to steal that too. Okay. Because, <laughs> I mean, I just really want, like, more women helping women. And I think essentially that's saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think a lot of times we get that scarcity and, you know, you hold things really close to chest and there's enough. I'm so glad you said that. It is so true. I get asked all the time, oh, my gosh, you have 10 photographers in the group. You know, there's a handful of HR people or, like, 20 marketers. I'm like, there is plenty of work to go around. And I promise you you've got a better shot making allies out of these women than competition. Mm-hmm. That's right. Interesting. And I really believe that. Mm-hmm. This has been great. This is really good stuff. As again, we kind of wind down the show here. This is where I, I launch into my, my building Charleston pro tip for the week. And, and the tip this week is sticking with it. Uh, and this week I'm going to take a dose of my own medicine a little bit. Pat has been in business for 10 years now. Uh, most has been cranking for four plus years. We all have our reasons and our motivations to do what we do. When I started building Charleston, it was just for fun. I thought, hey, you know what? Maybe this is going to go somewhere. And uh, if it doesn't, then no harm, no foul. Maybe we just have a little fun along the way. This summer, I took a little time off. And uh, at first, I kind of wondered, would anyone really miss the show? Then as the summer wore on, uh, and more and more people started emailing me and, and calling me out saying, hey, we're missing the show. You got to get back in there. It occurred to me that, uh, you know, I'd kind of quit a little bit. Uh, it was a kind of a high point or a low point, depending on how you take it. About two weeks ago, a gentleman reached out to me and said, hey, we were, you know, my wife and I were driving across the country. You know, we, uh, when we were moving here, we, we listened to the show. We really liked it. We were kind of disappointed that we haven't heard anymore. Uh, so that got me back in there. So, yeah, I quit a little bit. Uh, my bad. I'm not going to do it again. Building Charleston pro tip, don't quit. And as a bonus tip, uh, don't be afraid to take a little bit of your own medicine. If you like this episode and you want to hear more, please like our podcast and subscribe. Building Charleston publishes each week and we have more exciting interviews on deck. If you have a unique story or know someone uh, that does, please definitely send them my way. Finally, if you're in business in the low country and you're looking to expand or relocate your business, or if you're listening to us from somewhere outside the Charleston area and you're considering moving your business to the low country, give me a call. 
My contact information will be in the show notes, as well as Melissa and Pat. With that, thank you one last time. Melissa, Pat, thanks for being on the show. Thank you to the podcast listeners who are out there. Go out there, everybody, and make it a great day. This episode of Building Charleston is brought to you by Lane Commercial Real Estate, the Lowcountry's premier commercial real estate brokerage firm focused exclusively on representing Charleston's office, retail, and industrial tenants. If you're responsible for your company's real estate needs and your company is expanding, downsizing, looking to open a new location, or opening the first office in the Charleston area, Give us a call at 843-508-3038 or go to our website at www.lanecre.com. That's L-A-I-N-E-C-R-E.com.